0: Ultimately, if they, if they can't find another place to do their work, it could mean the end for the Orgney Bird Observatory.
1: Welcome to the Bailiwick Express podcast. My name is Matthew Leach. I'll be joined each week by a guest for a series of podcasts. Each will shine a light on topics from across the Bailiwick. The format will change week to week, We'll have debates, reviews, hot seat interviews and special guests. So stick with us as we offer some insight on some of the most important issues we in the Bailiwick face. The worst form of small island politics. This is how the unfolding drama of Alderney's Bird Observatory and its departure from the nunnery Has been described. It's a complicated story, with different characters, states, plots, and data breaches all coming into play, with its beginnings tied with an ugly split from the Alderney Wildlife Trust. It's a story that caught the attention of our editor, Aaron Carpenter, who sat down with me to pick apart the torrid tale and explain why the internationally renowned observatory could be gone for good. Welcome again to the podcast. Another one of these in-depth looking into uh, stories that we investigate in the week, which is great fun. I know you enjoy it. Um, So we're going to be talking about the Alderney Bird Observatory. And obviously it was faced with a big decision this week and will lose its tenancy at the nunnery. Tell us, where do we start when trying to understand why this has happened?
0: Well, I think the, the key date in this was back in 2018 when the Alderney Wildlife Trust... Which was the Bird Observatory's parent company, actually split. So there was a lot of mutiny there. There was some disagreement about priorities and objectives for what each organisation wanted to achieve. And that rift has kind of emanated, I think, through the island since. Both sides of this debate are claiming misinformation on the other's part, which tells you something. Um, But I think there is perhaps within the states of Alderney and some people might not like to hear this but there is perhaps a proclivity for the Wildlife Trust's aims and goals and there's a few people with new to the states of Aldenay who have connections to the Wildlife Trust so there's this kind of narrative in the background which is being obviously pushed by those involved with the Bird Observatory that actually there's um, perhaps a bit of a plot going on against the Bird Observatory now the reasons for the the cessation of the tenancy agreement, according to Policy and Finance, which is Alderney's equivalent of the Policy and Resources Committee, uh, principally that a tenancy agreement, not a lease, was signed back in 2018 when the Bird Observatory took over the site from the Wildlife Trust. Mm-hmm. And as part of the refurbishment, you know, the states of Alderney, taxpayers' money was invested, £300,000 of that, in refurbishing it. Part of that tendency agreement was that the ordinary bird observatory should develop a wider conservation center beyond just birds and that any profits it made beyond anything that exceeded running costs should go back into the refurbishment of the site obviously it's a very historic site it's um a roman fort dating back to the 14th century it's one of one of if not the oldest of its kind across europe so they feel or the states of ordinary feels that that has been neglected and that uh, essentially that the bird observatory has been creaming off the profits or putting it back into their own aims their own pro- projects now the obviously what the bird observatory say is that they have brought huge ecotourism to the island during shoulder mumps you know, months that are typically where visitors are typically quite hard to come by you know in an island that outside of the peak period probably isn't that nice to travel to and you know those difficult months the marches the the septembers um have brought new people to the island who come to the island they may stay at the nunnery but they travel across the island they go in the shops they go to eat lunch somewhere different every day it's the theory at least and that has a kind of economic multiplier effect, which benefits the whole island and whole economy. However, there's been a lot of enraged businesses over there, other companies in the accommodation sector, who say that actually, why is this one organisation getting a state subsidy, why is it being allowed a peppercorn rent of £99 per year, when actually it's offering something that's commercial, and um, it's bringing people over to Nunnery, allowing them to stay in their 10 rooms there,
1: So is that what the nunnery is used for? Because for people who might not know what the nunnery is and what the ABO uses it for, is it accommodation?
0: That's one part of it. There are still other events, you know, historic and um, themed events that take place at the fort. But probably its it's main use in recent years has been as a bird observatory with 10 self-catering rooms complementing that. So you can essentially go on a destination holiday to the nunnery. Um, and you don't have to book somewhere else in the island. So there's companies, obviously, that feel that that's not really benefited them as much as the Bird Observatory says it does.
1: I'm really interested to know how John Horton comes into all of this.
0: So John Horton became... John Horton was really the man who pioneered the whole project. So he moved to the island in 2016. His background was in... Um, as a wildlife crime officer for the Metropolitan Police. Um, He says he went on a career break, ended up staying longer than he maybe anticipated. Um, The Bird Observatory has been a success. It became accredited in 2019, which is uh, a significant feat. It's the only one in the Channel Islands to have... uh, the only one of the Channel Islands to have a Bird Observatory. And it has undoubtedly brought uh, a new kind of interest to the island. I mean... Alderney is a destination that perhaps would not pop, on a, pop up on everyone's radar. But if you have something like this which is quite specialist and there are a lot of enthusiasts about birds and learning about migration patterns and um, tagging. So it has brought a new market to the island and it's been, I think purely from the charity's point of view, it's been well led by John as Walden and the small team of, of volunteers and, and staff there. However, there seems to have been, it seems to have got very personal between this charity and the Ordney Alden, Wildlife Trust. It feels like there is a lot of um, small island politics going on and that's the, that's the allegation, certainly on his part.
1: This is the data breach we're talking about here.
0: So the data breach was that as part of the end of the tenancy agreement, John Horton, who is employed by the states of Ordney as warden, was dismissed. Now how you'd expect that to happen would be in a similar scenario would be that the person obviously knew about it first and then perhaps because of the nature of the role it might be published in a BA at a later point. Perhaps a a good example in Guernsey would be late last year when Economic Development recommended to the states the sacking of the Channel Islands Director of Civil Aviation that obviously was communicated behind closed doors first, and then afterwards, it was put in the state's BA because of the nature of the role. The states who employed this person in the first place had to confirm its backing, if you like, for its for his removal. That's how I mean. That is a shaky practice in itself. You know, whether you need to publish the fact that someone's being sacked in a public document, and whether you really need state's deputies sign off on something like that. Is another argument but if you're going to follow that process that's how to do it correctly what didn't happen and this is where it all falls down is that Mr Horton was not told so the information appears in a BA which can be collected at the Island Hall can be viewed online and then people who he knows are obviously asking him as you would you know, anyone who you saw this information about you. Know, I didn't know you were leaving I didn't know you'd been sacked
1: sorry to hear about your job yeah and so was he, why did he lose his job? Is it tied in with the uh, breaking of these terms?
0: It is tied in with the the, snake, the states' relationship with the Ordney Bird Observatory. It goes hand in hand with the end of the tenancy agreement.
1: And so you obviously have spoken to... A lot of people involved in all of this at this point during your investigations into this story. Um, Do you have a a gut feeling about the situation as it is, uh, why it has happened in this particular way? Is it all stemming from this split with the Alderney Wildlife Trust?
0: I think there is clearly a desire to make the absolute most of the nunnery from the states of Alderney, that's clear. And in fairness, the tenancy agreement does stipulate that it does stipulate that the Alderney Bird Observatory should develop a conservation centre. It hasn't done that. There hasn't been any obvious efforts to do that. And it's also seen as given how much money has been invested in the site, could we be doing more with it? Or are we essentially handing over a piece of absolute prime real estate to a charity who is doing a good job, but they're doing a good job for their own reasons? and they're perhaps looking over the looking after their own interests rather than putting back into the site and i think that's probably the crux of policy and finance's reasons for proposing the that the tenancy agreement was ended and it's probably the main reason why state's members voted in favor of that by 6 votes to 3 just this week what that means is that um, the Bird Observatory would have three months to move out to get its affairs in order. But it does put a lot of question marks over the schedule of events that the charity has organised for the summer and autumn months. There's going to be a series of tours, a network of tours throughout the Channel Islands, organised by Nature Trek, who I believe are quite big in this sphere of kind of ecotourism. And ultimately, if they, if they can't find another place to do their work, it could mean the end for the Orkney Bird Observatory. And as John Horton told me just yesterday, the success of the bird observatory in Alderney has really encouraged authorities in Guernsey, Sark and even Herm to explore this themselves. We know there are a number of disused, empty forts in Guernsey, and next month there is gonna be a visit, I believe, from Mr. Horton to Guernsey to discuss actually situating one over here. But Alderney, having been a pioneer in, in this area, And having reaped some of the benefits from it, some of the free publicity and advertising and national publications and newspapers, could end up being the odd one out with no bird observatory.
1: So beyond the Alderney Bird Observatory, what's the future of the nunnery going
0: to be? Well, that is unclear at this stage. What Mr Horton said is that the States of Alderney hasn't actually set out a plan for what it wants to do with the site. And that hasn't been contested. ...by the states of Ordney. Bill Abel, who is the chairman of the Policy and Finance Committee... ...has said that it needs to, quote, take control of the nunnery... ...before it can actually start reviewing its use... ...and speaking with interested parties who might move in there. So there is going to be a review of how the nunnery is best deployed in the future... ...and who should occupy it. However, there's no answer, or no apparent answer that we know of... ...that's being publicly disclosed for what the site will become and how its history will be told in the future. I think the main thing is to follow the developments in the months to come. Um, There's going to be a lot of interest in what the Bird Observatory does. There are some people, I understand, within the organisation who believe this is the end of the Ordinary Bird Observatory. There are other people who are kind of adamant that they can find a new place to, to, to roost, if you like, but the opportunity to build on on, on the great work that's been done the last five years could well be lost, but hopefully it won't be.
1: It would be a shame for these parties all involved to be left with a bitter taste in their mouth over something that's very
0: positive, really. It has been, and um, there has been a call for both parties to perhaps work together more in the future, but it feels like it's maybe too little too late, and even in some of the comments that have come out in the last day or two, from policy and finance there's still reference to disagreements there's still reference to misinformation these comments are not coming from a place of trust and from a position or perhaps even a motive of wanting to work together i think it's probably a facade
1: thank you for listening to the bailiwick express podcast The title track was Shift My Weight by Luno. If you enjoyed it, I know it's a pain, but please like and share. It all helps, and remember, you can hit bailiwickexpress.com to stay right up to date with whatever is happening in the Bailiwick. You can find us online, on social, on email, and on internet radio. There'll be more from me, Matthew Leach, and all the Bailiwick Express team next Friday.